You're listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast with me, your host, Sandra Garlick. A podcast where I chat to women in business who share their knowledge and top tips, especially for you. I also share my own tips to help you gain visibility fast so that you appear to be everywhere, even when you're not. I'm delighted to bring this podcast to you each week to inspire and motivate you to achieve. Enjoy the podcast. Woman Who Chat is sponsored by Grow Radio. Grow Radio is an online radio station dedicated to bringing you a different podcast on the hour, every hour. I'm proud that Woman Who Chat is played on Grow Radio every Tuesday at 3pm and Friday at 8am and to be a part of their podcasting community. If you want to listen to the station, explore their shows, check out many of the blogs to improve your podcasting skills or get your podcast onto Grow Radio, head over to growradio.uk today. Welcome to Woman Who Chat and today I'm doing something a little bit different and I'm going to be talking to you about why self-care is so important in business. And I'm probably speaking from experience here because over the last couple of years, self-care definitely hasn't been a priority. If I think about it, most of my time over the last five to seven years, apart from work, of which I've focused heavily on, has been caring responsibilities, largely for initially for my dad, who ended up having multiple health conditions and subsequently was terminally ill with bladder cancer. He passed away at the start of COVID, which then led to my second stint of caring responsibilities because I got locked down with my mother. Now, at the best of times, most people would say, wow, what a great opportunity. My best pal was my dad. Let's just say mum and I have never seen really eye to eye. So we do clash. She's still around. She's in a care home now. But that stint of caring for her during lockdown was so intense. You can imagine being locked up with the one person that probably isn't your ideal housemate. But we made the best of it. And it was valuable time. And I'm always the person that takes the positive out of every negative. And I'd probably say that was a gift because we learned how to get on. We learned how to live in harmony. And I got to spend that precious time with her. And, you know, it was great because I'd have chats with her about her memories from her younger years. And I've got those now, which I can pass on uh, to my children and grandchildren. So it's, I take everything, you know, every negative occurrence in my life does have a positive there. But getting back to self-care, it really is a number one priority for me now. So every month at Woman Who, I have a monthly theme. And this month, it is all about self-care. So the blog on the website, my podcast themes, most of them are around self-care. And there's some great ones recorded, so make sure you listen. But I thought I'd give you my perspective. And I'm not an expert in this field at all. I'd say I've probably had a roller coaster journey on self-care over the years. There have been periods when I've really looked after myself, my health, my exercise, my eating. And then there there are other times when it goes out the window and I've been more of a, a you know, an on the run person because I can't give just 50% of myself. It has to be 200% or nothing. And I think what I've learned this year is that you can't keep giving that 200% because you eventually come to burnout, which is what happened at the start of this year. And I had to pull back from a lot of things that probably I didn't want to, you know, 
to cancel or postpone, but I was left with no choice. And many friends said to me, you know, it was a brave decision calling off my main awards this year because, you know, you can't pull from an empty cup. And I made the decision that I knew the work involved. I knew the time commitment and I knew that I just didn't have anything else to give. And I was so delighted I was able to put on my Solopreneur Awards in October, which is a much smaller event, but it enabled me to deliver something that I'm so passionate about, yet yet put back the Woman Who Achieves Awards until 2024, which there'll be more on that later. So what have I done this summer? Well, I've made a few decisions. In February, I set myself a few goals. I'm always setting goals. They're not New Year goals. I'm constantly setting goals. And I realized in the summer that, you know, and I always say this to people, if you get out of bed in the morning and you don't enjoy what you're doing, then you've got the power within you to change it. And I realized that I wasn't doing that myself. I was getting out of bed in the morning and actually dreading doing some of my client work, dreading doing some of the chores I had to do. And dreading, you know, just what was happening in the day ahead. And I'm not the sort of person to get depressed. I'm very lucky. I don't suffer from depression. And I can usually get myself out of negative feelings by finding the positive. So there was a Monday morning and I was working with a client and I went to get out of bed and I thought, I just can't do this. I can't do this anymore. And I made the decision that day that I had to change things and put the steps into place and they will be coming to fruition. But it made me look at a lot of things in my life. You know, I wasn't eating healthily. I was eating on the run. I was daily, I was going to the shop and buying my lunch. And, you know, why was I doing that? Why wasn't I cooking something myself? You know, why was I walking into the shop? And invariably, it involved cake, chocolate, non-healthy things. And I'd buy one healthy thing. And it was sort of if that cancelled out the bad things I was buying. And I'm not saying chocolate is bad, but actually it's not great if you're eating it constantly. I wasn't exercising because my dog goes into doggy daycare quite often. I thought, well, I don't need to walk him because he's getting a run on a field several times a day. Why do I need to take the walk? I wasn't thinking about myself. All I was thinking about was the dog's exercise. So I stopped that daily walk. And the other thing I did was I, you know, started doing things that probably, you know, just sitting in the evenings working you know, constantly till late at night. And I thought, this isn't on, you know, I'm not getting the downtime I need to do things for myself. And I did keep one of my goals from February, and that was learning Italian. And every day, without fail, got a little alarm that goes off on my phone to remind me. And that says, do your Italian learning. And I've absolutely kept that up. I think I'm on day 220-something of Duolingo, which I do 15 minutes a day, sometimes more, learning Italian. And I actually took some time out in October and went to Italy and put that into practice, which was absolutely fantastic. So that's one of the habits that I've created. And it takes 21 days to form a new habit. And that's definitely one I've retained and will keep. So now I need to realize I needed to put the other habits into that daily routine. And I work on 90 days, always have done work on a 90 day planner. So I thought, how can I build my self-care, health and well-being into that planner? So it's not just become a business planner now. It's become an everything planner. 
So everything goes in there, my holidays, my exercise, my morning routine, my dog walks, my Italian learning, everything that I've got in my diary goes in that planner. It allows me to forecast not only for business, but it allows me to forecast for my life. And guess what? Here's the thing. I put the things for me in the diary first. Now, I don't do the classic thing like put me time because I think me time, I've never really liked the phrase because it it, it sounds selfish, but it also sounds as if, right, I'm going to do something for me. But what? It's not clear enough. It's not crystal. When we set things in business, we, we say when we set our goals, we're going to make them into smart goals. We're going to make them really clear so that we can understand them. So we know absolutely what they're going to be so they they come to fruition. So my feeling is if you put me time, well, yeah, I'm going to do something for me. What? It's not crystal clear enough. And it it tends to verge into something else. And me time could be sat at my laptop. It could be sat watching TV, but that's not really focusing on my self-care, health and well-being. So it could be I'm going for a massage. That's specific. And I put the time in, I book the massage. I'm definitely going to do it. And, you know, I used to go for something for me like that, a a pamper something on the last Sunday of every month. I've got out of the habit and that's something that I'm going to implement again. I also got out of the habit of of walking every morning and every evening again, I'm not going to put me time in there. I'm going to put dog walk because that's very clear. Dog's very happy. I'm going to get my exercise and so is he. So that's gone straight back into the planner. Other things that go back into the planner are things like holidays. Now, I was very fortunate in that I decided after the Solopreneur Awards, it's a lot of work to put on awards. People don't really realise what goes on behind the scenes and the amount of work. And I know that at the end of the delivery of those awards, because I'm on stage as well as doing all the prep, I'm absolutely exhausted both mentally and physically. So I always book a holiday the day after. Now, sometimes it doesn't quite pan out right. So I did have to drive to Stansted Airport straight from delivering and hosting the Solopreneur Awards. But I checked into a nice hotel. I knew I had to be up at three in the morning, but that didn't matter because the moment I get to that hotel, that is my time. And it was absolutely fantastic to fly to Italy the next morning very early. And by lunchtime, I was eating lunch in Sicily. And that was my intention. That's what I put there. And that got blocked in the diary first. Now, I accidentally booked a second holiday to Italy because an opportunity came up to go to the Amalfi Coast to do a language course. Now, that was right on target for me because my goal was to learn Italian this year. I've, I love the Amalfi Coast. It's one of my favourite places. So to do the both together was just something, an opportunity I couldn't resist. So, As well as delivering the awards, I did spend two whole weeks in Italy in October, which absolutely filled my cup. And I am ready to uh, deliver to my clients in multiple ways. I feel so rested, so inspired, so enthused. It created space for me to innovate, to think and come up with all sorts of projects for 2024. In fact, I know it sounds like work, but when you're lying on a sunbed, 
and you've got your headset on and you're just listening to music or you can hear the waves crashing against the rocks, you come up with ideas and all I do is jot them on my phone and then doze again and then come up with another idea. And so I am actually resting. I'm briefly interrupting this podcast. Have you ever watched a speaker on stage and thought, oh, I'd love to do that one day? Have you wondered how they can stand on stage and speak without notes so confidently? Do you wish that you could banish the nerves and anxiety and know exactly what to say? Then you need to attend the One Day Speaker Boot Camp on Sunday the 28th of January. It's a day packed full of content and you'll walk away with a blueprint for a keynote speech that you can deliver confidently on stage again and again. Book your place now at womanwho.co.uk forward slash events. There are also monthly payment options available. Just get in touch. Now back to the podcast. So what else can I do? Well, I can look at the food aspect of my health, know that I need to eat healthily, know what's good for my body and know what I like. That's a combination that I probably just about come up with now. So I plan. I plan what I'm going to eat each week. I plan what I'm going to have for breakfast. I plan my lunches and I plan my evening meal. Now, I'm a big believer in non-processed food, so I try and buy natural wherever I can. It does sound as if you have to do more prep, but you don't because what I quite often do, one night I'll cook a meal, that becomes next day's lunch and it might even become the next day's. You know, I cook things that I know will be in the fridge and I put cold salads in the fridge. I know that will last me several days. So in actual fact, I'm spending less because I'm planning, I'm eating healthily and there's no waste because what I'm doing is I'm only buying what I need. It takes a little planning, but once you get going, you start to learn what you need. So I know exactly what I need each week to buy from my online shop. It arrives on the doorstep on a Sunday evening. I've got it for the week ahead and there's no thought involved after that. And once you get into the habit of planning your food, absolutely, it makes a difference. So there's some of the things that I've been doing because of the mistakes, and I do call them mistakes, but my mistakes are always learning curves. I always only make them once, or try to only make them once, although burnout has happened a couple of times, but I try to only make them once and I learn from them. I think, what can I do differently? What can I put in place to avoid that happening again? And then I really look deep and think, right, I need to become more efficient with things. I need to become more efficient with my time. I need to delegate tasks. I need to outsource certain things. You know, I don't feel guilty that I have a cleaner come to my house because I look at the time it would spend me to chase around the house cleaning every weekend or in the evening or whenever. And I think, well, actually, I'd probably spend five or six hours going around the whole house. I employ a cleaner and I get double trouble because there's two of them. And they do the whole house in two hours, the two of them. I don't need to do that every week either because I can titivate each day and do a little bit. So that is 
great outsourcing and I don't feel guilty about it. I do my shopping online. It's more efficient for me. I, I always say to people, why go to the supermarket? Because when you're going up and down the aisles, you buy more, so you spend more. You've got to spend the time finding a place to park in the car park. You get your trolley. You walk up and down all the aisles or directly to the things you know you need on your list. You then lift everything out the trolley onto the conveyor. You then put it all back in the trolley. You walk back to your car. You lift it out of the trolley and into the boot. You drive home. Then you lift it out of the boot and into the house. That whole trip can take a couple of hours. What I do is spend 15 minutes ordering it online because I know exactly what I want for the week ahead. It arrives at the front door. All I do, and sometimes I don't even have to do that because the lovely person who delivers it often offers to carry it through to the kitchen. I literally take it from the baskets they bring it in and put it in the fridge or in the cupboard. That is it. I've saved myself all that time. So you know, again, it's another thing of efficiency. How can I look at maximizing the time I have for myself and to make myself in a good position so that I can be at my best to deliver for my clients? So shopping is another one of those things. Now, I'm getting to that certain age where people start to think and talk about retirement. I'm not retiring, by the way, um, because I've been doing a lot of work around, you know, finding your purpose. And if you've got your purpose and you're living your passion, um, actually, you don't ever need to retire. And it might just be that you're doing something in a different way. But I've got a lot of friends and people I know that build up and build up and get ready for retirement. And they spend all their working life, working every hour, putting money in the bank and saving for this pivotal moment in time. And I was speaking to a couple of people recently that said that they've been doing that and they'd received a curveball you know, a health issue or something that meant that they or their partner or, you know, their significant other in life didn't make it to retirement because a health uh, issue has come and taken that and robbed that from them. And it really does make you look at life and look at things in a different way. And I'm not saying I'm going to run off to Italy and you'll never see me again, which <laughs> is there, but I can work from anywhere with an internet connection. But what I am saying is it's actually made me realise that we need to do certain things. And I specifically need a reminder that perhaps sometimes you need to embrace every day as if it's your last and do the things you love with the people you love. Because, you know, if we keep putting off, you know, I've been guilty of this myself, you know, not seeing my family, not seeing my grandchildren, because I'm so busy working, I'm so busy working on de deadlines, I put them off and say, oh, next weekend, but next weekend may never come. And those times are valuable. You know, my grandchildren are very young and they are so special right now. They're so innocent and they are so funny and I want to spend more time with them. So that's just a reminder to embrace every day as if it's your last and do the things you love with the people you love. Do something you're passionate about, then every day doesn't feel like a chore or feel like work. You know, I said every day when I get out of bed, I want to feel passionate about what I'm doing. I want to feel excited about what I'm doing. I want to look forward to the day ahead. So I build things into my day that I enjoy. Yes, we have to do those tasks that we procrastinate about. But I, what I do is I do those first, get them out of the way, and then the whole of the day looks amazing ahead. So remember to do something you're passionate about. And if you're not doing something you're passionate about, you know, 
try and find a way to change it. The other thing I've said recently is I got rid of my bucket list. I had a bucket list and I think it's one of those things that sits there of all the things you would love to do in the future. The problem is sometimes the future never comes. And I don't want to be depressing here and say, oh, something's going to happen. But why have the bucket list? You know, I have an effort list and I'll, I'll, <laughs> you, you can ask me about that. But create an action list. Create an action list. Why put things off that you can do right now? You know, I looked down that bucket list and I deleted it and I actually started to focus on the things I really wanted to do. I'm a big believer in vision boards. And I did my vision board and I put the things on it that I wanted to achieve, not way in the future, but the things I was going to make happen. And that, that's my thing. Make it happen. Make it happen right now. You know, focus on it. Take the step. It's not going to be magic, of course, if unless you're into the woo-woo. But if you take those tiny steps right now. So I want to spend more time in Italy. I'm taking the steps now. I'm having holidays there. I'm learning the language. So I know that later on, yeah, I will spend more time over there. Maybe I'll I'll go over for a month at a time, but I'm taking the steps now. So I'm not sticking it on the booking list saying when I retire, I will learn Italian and, and spend more time in Italy. I'm, do, I'm taking the steps right now. So get rid of that bucket list and create that action list, you know, put those goals in there, but put some timestamps on them. So I've really been rambling away to you today. And I wanted to share these things because I feel that sometimes we can, you know, not really be in the moment. We can put things off for the future. We don't take care of ourselves. And, you know, we are only here once. Life is not a rehearsal. So if you do get the opportunity to do something for you, don't feel guilty about it. Put yourself first in your diary and pad everything else around it, because then you'll get the best of both worlds. Thank you for joining me today and I'll be back next week with another episode of Woman Who Chat. Thank you for listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Join me next week for more inspiration, learning and top tips. In the meantime, visit womanwho.co.uk to find out how you can start your Woman Who journey or even feature on a future podcast. You can also join the Woman Who Achieves community on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. There, you'll get the opportunity to network, find support and make new connections with over a thousand women in business. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's podcast. And if there are any topics you would like to hear, just get in touch with me, your host, Sandra Garlick.